The views and opinions expressed on Deliberately Linked are entirely those of the host, who are completely responsible for all show content. These views and opinions are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure in any way any kind of condition, or to promote any specific lifestyle, belief, religion, political affiliation, or personal practice. Nor is the information presented deemed to be accurate or verifiable. What is up, Deliberately Linked viewers? Lace them up and lock it in. Because on today's show, doubt me, please. I dare you. That's good. That's good. I dare you, brother. <laughs> I think a lot of people hear that and like, whoa, time out, time out. You guys are always kind of like on that positive spin. Nope. And now you're asking for people to doubt you. If you just saw me, I put on my shades because I'm blocking all, all the haters out. That's, all right? It's, it's a, he, okay, so here's the truth. Here's the truth. I don't care if you tell me right now that I only surround myself with quality people. They're all my best friends. They're all my biggest cheerleaders. You face doubters every day. Left and right. Every day. That, that could come from family. That could come from friends. That could come from worker, coworkers. It could come from internet trolls. Yeah. People doubt you every day. We live in that environment. <clears throat> Very few people want to interject positivity. They want to try to bring you down. Yeah, they don't want to see you succeed. Exactly. Because more times than not, they've been in your shoes where they've gone after maybe what you're going after, and they didn't get it. Oh, absolutely. Or even if they did get it, they still don't want you to succeed. Well, then they don't want it. you to get what they got. Exactly. Yeah, or they or they assume that they're this whole other level, and right. you'll never reach their level. Yeah, they put um, themselves on this like pedestal. That's almost. right. That's right. And I think as we... As we've embarked on this new 2020, you know, the 2020 vision, having this vision, doing all these things, and people are creating these lists mm -hmm. and they're going after things. I think it's very important because I know one of the things we brought up was, is you need to be realistic and you need to see what your opposition is. You need to face your adversities and then you got to figure out a way to make those things positive. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how you overcome. And in this situation, you know, as we talk about doubters, it's very easy to fall into the, the doubting mode. I mean, you can let the opinions of others now become your opinion, yeah. and that's when things really spiral downward fast. Well, it's very dangerous, too, because like we already said, it depends where those doubts are coming from. Absolutely. And we've said all along on this show, surround yourself, the, the top five people that you surround yourself with mm -hmm. are, are, is an average of who you are and what you're going to be like. Correct. So surrounding yourself with, with the right people, you know, at times, if you're not surrounded by the right people those doubts be put in your head and you could be taken to heart, you know, a lot of them. From well, and then you become your biggest doubter. Exactly. And, and that's where we kind of, I guess we kind of want to talk about that today because eventually, ultimately you're the one that's ultimately affected, mm -hmm. you know, and there's areas, obviously it leads to anxiety, depression, you know, the self-loathing, all those things become a part of who you are. Yeah. And then you just stop moving. You're, you're no longer motivated where in turn, what we want to encourage you to do is to apply a few things Maybe teach you some new things today to be able to hear the doubt and yeah. listen to the doubt and then apply it in a positive way. Right. Because, you know, not all doubt is negative. Correct. I no, mean, it's good sometimes. Absolutely. And and you, a lot of times it's, it's, it's taken in almost as fuel. Uh, true, very true story. I mean, we think uh, just most recently, Joe Burrow. Yeah. Joe Burrow is a prime example of a young man in, in today's modern environment who took doubters from the time he was a senior and led his football team to a state championship, which they lost, but he led them there and then didn't really get highly recruited. You might right. say, well, he ended up at Ohio State. He was the last last kid who recruited Ohio State yeah. that year, and they didn't have a quarterback for that 
that graduating year, so they needed right. somebody. Um, but he was told by Nebraska, where his dad played, you're not good enough to play here. And then when he transferred from Ohio State, he was told again by Nebraska, you're not good enough to play here. <laughs> I bet they're kicking themselves now. Boy. You know what I mean? He, he, where is he? He's an LSU, <laughs> carrying around a Heisman Trophy mm-hmm. and a national championship ring. Yep. Because what did he do? He listened to all the doubt. He took all the negative comments. Right. He took... I, I'm weak. Here's where I need to become strong. Instead of hearing the doubt and saying, this is what they're telling about me. I'm not strong. Right. I'm just going to accept that I'm not strong. No, he took it. He spun it and said, mm-hmm. I'm going to correct these flaws. Yeah. And maybe that's where you are now. If you're listening to this show and you're getting a lot of negative feedback and a lot of people giving you the, you won't or you can't, listen to what they're saying and take that criticism, but don't just accept it for what it is. Piece out the things that you know apply. Be realistic with yourself, okay? Correct. We did a show on fake. If you need to if you need to go back and find the show about fake, yeah. go back and make sure that you're not doing that. Apply the things that need to be applied and then discount the irrelevant things. Yeah. No, listen to the doubt, but at the same time, with surrounding yourselves with the right people in your life, more times than not, th- there's always going to be doubt coming yeah. from a certain angle in your life. But the place, the people that you've put in your life they should be there in place almost over countering any doubt that is getting thrown your way. And guys, I, I think of it as the story that I shared on this show a little while ago about when I had that, that brain injury as, as a young kid and I was sitting in the classroom and I shared this on the show you know, however many episodes ago and the teacher looked my mother in the eye and I was in the room and says, hey, Josh will maybe graduate high school. He will never go to college. He, he, he won't be basically was telling my mother, he won't be successful. And as a young kid, it's, it's, it would have been easy to hear that doubt from the teacher and believe it. And like Mark said, become your biggest doubter and like, okay, well, let's not even plan on going to college and I'll just find another route. And my mom, she could have been, wow, this teacher's right. Sure. She, she's the educator. She must know exactly what she's talking about. She's been through this. This is her profession. She's seen this. We need to find another route for Josh. And, and, and like I've shared, she looked that teacher right in the eye and says, you will not decide the future of my son. And she was the supporter that yeah. I needed to be, that I needed to have. And there was no, there was never even a little bit of believing that doubt that that teacher tried to fertilize in my, in my childhood because it was shut down by my mother. So she, she shut down any hope that that teacher was trying to destroy. And she was the supporter that I needed that time in life. So that is, that is the importance of, there will always be doubt. And there will, there will always be times where it's, you need to know and understand, like listen to certain doubt that is getting thrown your way. So it can be your motivator. Like it was for Joe. But at the same time, I guarantee you, Joe had people in his corner saying, Absolutely. hey, you, you are going to be one of the greatest quarterbacks college football has ever seen. Let's go, go, let's go get this money. That's right. But here, here's the thing, too. I want people to understand this. When, when Deb heard that, I promise you, without even being there, things didn't stay the status quo. No. Deb said, here's the areas we need to get better at. Yep. Here's the areas we need to give more focus to. Here's the things that we can work yeah. on at home yeah. to get better at to ensure that you can take advantage of these opportunities. Yeah. So what they did is she heard the doubt. Maybe it was not, not maybe, it definitely was not delivered in a positive manner. And it was definitely delivered in a very critical manner. But that still does not mean there's not things to hear there. You can always more than likely find some truth behind any doubt that is getting thrown your way. 100%. And if you don't find any truth, then... You're being fake. Yeah, you're being fake. You're probably being ignorant to the situation at hand a little bit. That's right. You're not facing the reality of the situation. But I, I want people to understand this too. I also, it is very important. It is. It's, I can't stress enough how important it is 
the people you surround yourself with. But I don't want to let them be your excuse. Yeah. I don't want you to say, well, I just, you know, I don't have that really good of a support group. No, 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 no. Let's take ownership of this and give yourself a little focus on yourself and control your control. Because what it comes down to is I don't care. Maybe you are in a very uh, unforgiving neighborhood or community or lifestyle or household, whatever it may be. At the end of the day, control the things you can control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a vision, take that vision Attach it to your why, and if you don't know what, you're, yeah. what you what I mean when I say what is your why, there's a fantastic YouTube video called What Is My Why. Watch it. Attach that vision to your why, and then go get it. Go get it. Don't let yourself become part of that environment. Yeah. Separate yourself. And if you're your only fan club, that's all you need. Right. That's all you need at the end of the day. Yeah. But I'll tell mm-hmm. people all the time. I get people all the time say, you know, I have this vision. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to be successful. And then I always ask them, what's your blueprint? I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, what's your blueprint? Got to. I mean, no one builds a house in their head. There's a blueprint out there that shows them step by step, and then it shows them a final product. Yeah. So if you're going to bring me a vision, what's your blueprint? Right. How are you going to get from point A to point B? It's the same thing as a business plan. People. That's right. Yeah. What is your blueprint? It's the same thing as uh, setting your goals for your new season. It, that's that's your blueprint, guys. Well, a vision without a blueprint is only an idea. Correct. Okay? And ideas are great. But yeah. if you want it to be your vision and attach it to your endless effort and your struggle, you better have a blueprint. Right. And if you're not doing that, then once again, you're not taking control. Of, you're not going to control of those things that you can control. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are very important steps. Well, without that blueprint, Mark, it's extremely easy to get knocked off the path that you originally set out for. Absolutely. And I remember when we Distracted launched... Distracted. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and that, that, that roadblock, we can call it, mm-hmm. okay, it will, it, will, it will derail you tremendously if your vision isn't put down on paper, guys. And, and I think of when Visionary Meals was even in the process of being launched a couple years ago, when I went to, when I went to the bank to get what we needed put in place, basically... Um, to basically launch Visionary Meals. It was a very small, um, we'll call it a loan, ended up being a credit line, whatever you want to decipher it as. But I came into them as this young, just graduated college, okay? Uh, my wife has a very early career, and I'm 20. No credit, no collateral. No credit, no collateral, <laughs> nothing. I'm 23. The bank did everything but laugh in my face. Yeah. Like, what do you have for collateral? I've got a 1972 Ford pickup sitting out in <laughs> the yard nice. right now. Tina on it is perfect. <laughs> hey, it's rusted, but those are brand new tires and yeah, rims. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes you got to put ether in it to get it started. Other than <laughs> that, know, it's good. Pump, We're good. Pump the gas a few times and we'll be all right. <laughs> We're good. But no, they, they, laughed, they basically laughed in my face and said, hey, we're not the bank for you. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to go find a bank that is for me. And it it was almost pattern after pattern after pattern. Um, These banks just giving me an extremely hard time saying, basically saying the plan that you are bringing to us is we don't believe in it. It's not going to work. I I don't believe you. I'm doubting you. And I'm like, look at my business plan. Trust me. This is it. This X, Y, and Z. They're like Sorry, we just can't do it. And I get it. That's how banks are. They need they need concrete evidence. They need they need collateral. They need you know financial backbone. This and that. And the, this it, it was literally coming to a point in the company. I remember I was I was walking out on the on the family farm and I was on the phone with my wife and I was telling her I was like, listen, we've came to every roadblock imaginable and i just we need this this it, i mean guys we were talking ten thousand dollars like i, I needed ten thousand yeah. dollars to launch this baby and i mean i 
I, I tell people from the beginning and indiv any individuals out there looking to start, start a business, start a business with no money, okay? That is where you're going to make your least amount of mistakes. You go into a business with a ton of dollars, I tell you, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to spend money. You're going to be you, careless. You don't need to spend money. Yeah. Exactly. So I was very careful with the business plan and the launching methods about Visionary Meals when we, when we took off. But the bank, they basically told me no. And if we didn't have a blueprint, if I didn't have other areas set into place on how we were going to basically inherit or gain these financial funds, there there would be no visionary meals. Sure. There, there there would be there would be no success of what we had. There would be no paying off that that loan that we would have could have should have got uh, four times by now. And yeah. it, it's those are the times where you say doubters, I don't care. I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out well, regardless. That is a prime example of if anybody listening or watching said, well, I don't understand what Mark meant when he said, attach your vision to your why. That is a prime example of attaching your vision to your why. Yeah. Okay. Because here's what happens. If he, if his why was weak, it would have died right there. Yeah. And if his vision was weak, the why would have never had a chance to manifest. Correct. That is what I'm talking about. You have to have both of them. Because you're going to face these doubters. You're going to be Everywhere. facing these doubters. And then even if you become a, a self-doubter, it's so important to recognize the source. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got to look at where it's coming from. Yeah. So he, he's looking at this and he's like, look, I have all these doubters. They don't know me. Right. They don't know my work ethic. Exactly. They don't know what my grind is. They do not know how hard I'm going to work. And I understand it from, a, from another business, a banking institute. They probably get this every day. And so they're attaching him into a box. They're, they're trying to take a square peg and put it in a round hole. I understand that. But if Josh doesn't have his vision and his why, it never goes anywhere. He accepts the doubt. He walks away and he's like, well, I guess I'll go do, I'll go do whatever. Yeah. I'll go figure something else. I'll go get a meaningless job that I'm not happy about and have no passion in. Right. No, 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 no. He stuck with the passion. He recognized the source. They don't know me. They're not going to drag me down. And it motivated you to say, I'm going to figure this out one way or another. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find and exhaust every other source that I can. And eventually you did. Yeah. Eventually you did. Here we are. Year later, successful business, still guys, going. Right or wrong, I am very motivated by that that period in time of launching Vision. Absolutely. Years, just because of that instance. Because it, call it prideful or not, call it whatever you want. But every time I, I am banking with that bank that denied me multiple Absolutely. times. Every time I walk in there, I walk in there with my chest up. And I, I internally, I'm like... You guys denied me, but look what I'm doing now. But it's funny. Now you want to uh, cheer me on and do all this, which I appreciate it. And guys, but that's why you don't burn a bridge either. I, you, don't, you never burn a bridge. Because exactly guess what? Right. Eventually, one day you're going to be the person that goes there and says, We're expanding. I'm going to need them. <laughs> and they're going to say, Here, sign on the dotted line. Because you know why? Yeah. They saw a young man who heard their doubts. Guys, trust me, doubters, they hear themselves. Right. They know what they're telling you. And when you go out and still show them that you can be successful and motivated without them, what you do is you turn your doubters into your biggest fans. Mm -hmm. And now they're your supporters. Sometimes it's a test. Yeah, absolutely. It happens all the time. Yeah. It's like you, you almost don't want to fall for the trick. Yeah. And you don't know when you're being tested and when you're not. Yeah. But that's why it's so important to understand what is my why. Right. And when you understand what that why is, it makes the doubting a lot less. It, it doesn't sink in as deep as what I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's. It, I I think the the test testing aspect of it, and you know, you and I coming from such a big background of sports, and for oh, us, yeah. for our athletes listening, um, coaches all the time, they will intentionally doubt you, absolutely, um, just to kind of see. They're like, it's almost, are you are you up for this task? Mm -hmm. So they'll 
they'll, they'll doubt you, whether it's in the weight room, whether it's in practice and that they'll, they'll throw you out in a situation that they could almost bet money on that you're going to fail at. And it's your time to shine. Kind of like Joe Burrow did and many athletes, some of the greatest of well, even done. times they're watching how you fail. Yeah. And how you handle it. You know, I, I used to tell kids all the time when I was coaching them, it's, it's not that you made a mistake. It's the way you made the mistake that actually gave me more confidence right. in you. Yeah. I mean, there are things to learn from failure. No doubt. And there's things to learn from your mistakes and the way you respond to those. It's no different than doubters. It's, it's the way you respond to the doubters that is so important. The perseverance. Absolutely. The- because I'm telling you, it's, it's from the, the grind, the perseverance, the determination that defines you as a person. Yeah. And people that may not like you, may not believe in you, you will change their mind about yeah. you. For sure. Yeah. You, you don't think that every time I walk in that bank, the, they, uh, they, they notice the perseverance that I had to go through, obviously, yeah. at the beginning. And, and athletes at a young stage in their, in their career with a coach trying them or doubting them. And like, hey, I'm going to throw you in this situation. The bank, I'm going to throw you in this situation. And, and persevering through, through basically the situation that you truly probably should have failed at. Like, individuals notice that. So, like, like we kind of have said, some, some doubters are okay, and it's, it's able to recognize yeah. what's good and what's, what's not and, and truly when how much you should listen to it. Yeah, I, th- I think when we say listen, I want, I want people to understand, you got to separate abuser, you know, the abuser. You know, you, you don't want you don't want to obviously accept anything from an abusive situation or communication. Right. But not all, not all doubt is abusive. Correct. Some of it can be positive. I, I want people to understand that. I want you to think that I want you to go sit around and listen to people uh, mock you and tear you down no. um, from, from that kind of stage. But there's positives to be made. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking when we came up with this topic, uh, there's a great story. And, you know, it's guys, if you don't know by now, I love history. <laughs> um, there is a uh, young African male. His name is Carl Bashir. And he really, you know, grew up during the Great Depression. His family was sharecroppers. You don't want to share cropper is just look it up because I don't want this story to go super long. <laughs> right. But here's a young man that had to quit school in seventh grade because sharecropping is all based on you better make that money, you, your fields better come in, Correct. or the farmer's going to kick your family off his property. That's it. So he had to quit school in seventh grade. We had this vision and this determination he wanted to go into the armed forces. So he went into the Navy. Okay. And and back then you gotta remember at this time it's nineteen forty eight, a little bit post uh, Great Depression, but we're definitely in, you know, uh, segregation type things right, no and, and, and blacks are still riding the back of the bus and, and so on and so forth. So it's a very negative environment. So he goes in there, he's thinking he's going to go in there and be a fighting man and serve his country. And in turn, they put him on the, they put him on the line. He's, he's cooking. Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, that's, that's where they think his intelligence is. Nice. So he does that for quite a few years. And then he takes his vision of being an arm or from being a naval man, just to being that guy. I want to be a diver. And they back then they had these diving teams uh, that were salvagers. Sometimes it was search and rescue, but most time it's salvagers. You know, you <laughs> they're the ones that went down and f- were finding these you know uh, nuclear bombs at the bottom of the ocean. I right. mean, it's the real deal for sure. No black man had ever become a diver. Huh. Well, he had impressed he had impressed a colonel on his ship so much that this colonel wrote him a letter of recommendation by his actions wow. after watching this guy get beat down, talked down to, he just persevered and persevered. Yeah. And this white colonel wrote him a letter of recommendation and he got into dive school. Nobody in dive school wanted him. Nobody in the dive school would bunk in the same bunk room as him. Because of his color. Because of his color. They did everything to make him fail. And yet he still passed. I love it. Still passed. And yeah. you think, well, that's a great story if that's where we ended. Mm-hmm. But it isn't. Mm-hmm. Even when he passed, and true story... 
these guys, <laughs> these guys made it so hard that when they're doing their final exam, instead of getting your bucket of tools that you needed, they casted them out in the water. So he had to first find all the tools underwater before he could <laughs> even complete his final exam. <laughs> they really tried to make him fail. Yeah, what? But he still wasn't accepted. He still could not get the head dive job on any ship. Couldn't do it. So here he is working on these ships, doing all these amazing things. Uh, he's been on he's been on some very famous scavenger hunts as as a diver. I mean, very well known. And he's on a ship, and the ship goes something goes wrong on the ship, and he snaps his leg in half, oh, man. saving two other naval men, by the way, right. to do this. Right. So they told him, "We're gonna have to retire you." You'll, you'll never walk right again. You'll never be able to dive again. Remember, these, these diving suits back then weighed like 300 pounds. Jeez. They're like, you can't do it. He said, he said, I don't accept that. Watch me. He told them to amputate his leg. Shut up. Amputated his leg just below the knee, gave him a prosthetic, worked out for like five weeks, and went in front of the naval command and proved that he could still do it. What? So they bring him in, put him in this 300-pound suit with an amputate. You know, he's got his prosthetic on. Yeah. And he had to walk twice, uh, 12 steps and do it in front of everybody. One of the hardest things he ever did. And here he goes. Because at the end of the day, you say, well, he had a vision. No, he attached it to his why. Exactly. His why was, I will not be satisfied until I am a master chief petty officer. Correct. That's what I want. He would not let them retire him. That's he amazing. was going to retire with all these beautiful medals. He was getting all these accolades. And he had all these people saying, you can't do it. Even his wife said, you can't do this. you got to give up. And he wouldn't do it. And he went on to dive for years after that with a prosthetic leg. <laughs> that's, and that's eventually amazing. made Master Chief Petty Officer. Wow. This is a man. I'm here to tell you. Think about it. You're thinking about being an African male back in 1948 through the 50s and the 60s. Right. It's already an environment of doubt. Exactly. Yeah. And yet you attach this vision, you attached it right to this why, and you never let go of it. And everybody that doubted him just motivated him more and more. And what he do? He completely changed the perception. Completely changed the perception, not only for himself, but obviously for a lot of other African men sure. that came in after him. And he did it. And not just once, multiple times. Oh my God. Because he stuck to his why. He had a blueprint. This is how I'm going to get it done. This is where I'm going to go. Because at the end of that blueprint was Master Chief Petty Officer. He knew what it would take. So it constantly motivated him. That, that is the prime example. Like, no roadblock could get in this dude's way. He wouldn't accept it. And that nothing could stop him. And even, this is a great part. So we talk about roadblocks. You talk about adversity. So when he's in dive school, this is a young man with a seventh grade education. Now remember, a seventh grade education from a school that is teaching you know, young African Americans, I'm sure they're not giving them the best education. No. He could barely read. So when everybody else was partying on their leave weekends, he's in the library. Studying. Grinding away. Grinding away. And on his final, I think his final was like he got like a 94% or whatever. Right. This kid basically taught himself to read why he was in diving school so he could pass diving school. Jeez. I mean, we, we talk about roadblocks. We talk, we talk, and I know there's probably some people that are listening like, oh, yeah, well, back then it was different. No, it's not. No. It, you just assume it's different. Right. I mean, is it different from a standpoint that obviously he grew up in this, uh, you know, racially divided uh, community and, and world for that matter? Of course it is. I mean, we still live there, sadly enough. But the same things he had to overcome, the same motivations he needed, the same determination, those things all apply today. For sure. I mean, and he did it and he was successful. 
You know, and I think about, you know, you, you take a Joe Burrow, you take um, a, a Josh Link who came from a, a traumatic brain injury. You know, you take all those things. You, you take a guy like me with a, a terminal disease. Right. And then you ask yourself, we could all just go lay on the couch and accept it. Mm-hmm. We could accept the doubt. We could accept no. We could accept all those things. But the reality is, is my why is bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, we're telling people now, our business owners, you're hearing this stuff and maybe life is stressful. Maybe things aren't working out. Maybe you're on your second, third, fourth business. Things have failed. Right. Yeah. My question is, are you applying your failures to become your successes? Exactly. Exactly. What do you, what, from those roadblocks, guys, what are you, what are you learning from the situation at hand? Because I guarantee you, uh, this Carl was at Brashear. 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 The the amount of, of obviously adversity that he gained, there his path was not his path was obviously paved way before he ever even dreamt of it. But this path paved before him. Th- those those times and adversities that he had to go through, the 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 diver that he was at the end of the day, he would not be that be- without all those other experiences. Yeah. And, and, and I think of all of our other business owners that have, have, have failed and, and will fail. And we, every entrepreneur obviously faces that, um, that chance of failing every time you, you step foot out there. It, it can happen to anybody. I mean, there's some things you just simply can't control. But the, the doubt of knowing either my business failed, you, you could look at that as like, a, a doubt within itself and, and maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to do. Or you can look at that doubt and be like, Hey, look at how much I've grown from this. Look at what I've learned from this and look how much I can apply now in the future to maybe avoid some doubt that was controllable or uncontrollable. It's, it's coming, it's coming at us at every angle every day, guys. Yeah. And I, I think of someone, I think of someone like Mark, Mark is obviously an individual. You guys have heard his, his story of, of facing terminal cancer at, a disease, a, an illness, a sickness that surrounds him and walks with him on a daily basis, something that he truly can't escape. And, and psychologically, the battles that Mark himself has to go through on a daily basis, knowing that my body is terminally ill. I don't just have a broken arm and, and I'm, and I'm going to face some adversity during this six month period of six week period, whatever it is, healing. All right. I don't just have um, the flu that I can just take some medicine and this sickness will go away. No, I have a terminal illness. And it would be so easy to let doubt sink in and be like, I'm not the man that I used to be. Or I'm, I'm not going to be able to overcome the things that, that I used to do. But he, he, he goes home every day to a family and supports a family. They lean on him for his strength. They lean on him for his support. Even though deep down, Mark physically maybe can't do the things that he used to be able to do, but he knows deep down the individuals in his life that, that lean on him, that trust him, that, that need him, they need him to be the dad that he, that he knows to be. They need him to be the husband that he's capable of being, even if it's not easy, all right? Ex- not, learning to not accept, all right, and be okay with the challenges and adversities that come in your life, the day that you can overcome those adversities is the day that I promise you that adversities will start to seem, seem like everyday things that they get you, just, minimized. you just step over. Yeah, it's, they it's get just, minimized. It's just another thing. Yeah. All right. And guys, ad- challenges and doubts are going to happen uncontrollably, controllably. 
some some things are, are done uh, self-inflicted okay and you could we could talk about that some things are done for mark's scenario they, they weren't controllable but it's all about where you're going to go in that mindset yeah. when these doubts when these adversities come your way because roadblocks are going to happen all right, and well, it's just a challenge we face with. Well, no, I just I think people so so many times. I mean, they put this negative connotation uh, strictly on doubt, criticism, failure, and it's not always that way. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's your wake up call. You know, it's but if you're not willing to sit down, look in the mirror, and be realistic, and I mean, when I say realistic, guys, you've got to be um, your biggest critic at times. Yeah. Okay. It, but but I don't but I don't want you to stay there. Yeah. I mean, you recognize it, you, you look at it and say, okay, how does this apply? How can I change this? Right. Or if I can't change it, how can I do other things to make this a little bit more irrelevant? Yeah. How can I do that? And we don't do that enough. We always, we always do it. We look in the mirror. We, we can fill out our top 10 list of weaknesses, and then we'll fill out the next top 10 list of the excuses to go along with the weaknesses. Yeah. That's, that's a joke. I mean, we wonder why we are where we are half the time, and that's right. because instead of facing it, we run away from it. Yeah. And I mean, doubt is no different. I mean, I think that's kind of the reason why this show is so important because you, you sit there and you think about it and you're like, well, that's really a negative topic. Why do they want to talk about doubters? And then you can say, well, now they're just cocky. They're ignoring that. It's right. not. It's not. It's literally an exercise. Correct. It's an exercise of I'm taking information in, I'm taking what's useful, and I'm discarding what is yeah. not. Yeah, Mark, and you said something that it would be very easy for individuals out there to be like, wow, these guys just want to blow their own smoke. And and I'm going to be the first to say it. Every adversity, you know, that I've been fortunate to overcome and every roadblock that I face, and and I know Mark is definitely in this in the same shoes times 10, especially with his illness and his terminal cancer. The roadblocks that Mark and I have faced <laughs> are not because Mark and I are just so mentally strong. Oh, no. Okay. No. We haven't we haven't gone through what we've gone or gone through, and Mark hasn't gone through what he's gone through because he's just this this manly man. I can tell you right now, and and as I as I told my wife, she asked like, "What's your guys' topic on?" And we're we're going to talk about doubt. And she, I got to telling her a little bit about what and she doubted us, and she's like, "Well, <laughs> this won't be a very good show." <laughs> and I got to telling her, and she was just like, "You know, real quick question: um, Have you know?" what are you going to talk about? And I told her some things and she's like, have there any other, have there any been any, lo been any locations that have basically told you no? So visionary meals, we go to oh, certain sure. gyms and, and you know, I pitch the pitch. Can we put a fridge in here so customers can pick up their meals, et cetera, et cetera. Which also exposes your business. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, and she asked, have you ever been told no? And fortunately, not a lot. There's, there's always been particular reasons why a gym would say no. And I, and if, if they did, it would, it, it would be because not, not something really because of us, but just something, you know, with their policies or how they run things. And recently we did have one location, um, just flat out say, say no. And it was my first time. And I was just like, wow, I didn't really, I didn't really know how that to take this. Happen. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> and, and I got to thinking and, you know, externally, you know, externally to them, I, I, you know, I, I appreciated their time, but, you know, externally, I was very bold and confident and still what we're doing, it'd be easy for me to get no and maybe a no after that and another no after that. And be like, man, is this is this really good plan? But externally, I'd be like, you'll be back. You'll you'll be calling me when when every state and every and every, you know, gym in the country knows who Visionary Meals is. Externally, I'm like, you'll be back. But internally, at the same time, I'm like snooze, you lose. 
Yeah. Like, how yeah. dare you? How dare you turn down this opportunity? Because obviously we're coming here for us to benefit, but we're also coming here because we're bringing you a good service. And and we have seen that hands on. And and I and I think about how have through these times that I have maybe hit roadblocks and I know through Marcus hit roadblocks. Have I ever sat there and doubted myself? Because there's been multiple times throughout the business, particularly that I have been told no. And there's been multiple things in Mark's life that he has been, he has been shared news that he would never even fathom of receiving. And it would be easy at times to, man, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. Or yeah. is this, am I really worthy of this? Is, is this worth it? And, and I got to thinking of this, why have I truly never doubted myself? And, and how can Mark Ryan be told that he has a terminal cancer, that he is going to die in five years? And he was told that over five years ago. And today he sits here with me today and is living out God's will. Why and how is someone like himself or myself able to move on like this? And I'm telling you, it's through the name of Jesus Christ, people. And that's how you do it. Oh, purpose. It's through, it's purpose. through his purpose and yeah. plan. That is how Mark and I have continue to do what we're able to do. Obviously, guys, I understand Marx is a lot more dramatic than I can, but without God's plan, we know Visionary Mills is God's plan and his purpose, but without leaning, being able to lean on him, that is where we're getting our strength. Yeah. We are not here to blow smoke. We're here to say, screw the doubters, have your purpose, have your why, and look and, at the mirror and know where to lean on. And I'm not saying you're deaf to the doubt. I'm not saying I'm immune to doubt. There are many times where, where I have, personally, I have doubt, but I'm telling you, my doubt reverses very quickly when I think about he has a bigger purpose. And it's like, I even listen to Josh. You know, you, you're told no in business. I'm telling you, as, as a Christian, you know the first thing I think of? Well, that's not God's will. Yeah, for sure. If God wanted me to have this location, I would. If God wanted yeah. me to have this contract, if I would. If God wanted me to have this, I would. Yeah. And that's people ask me all the time, so God gave you cancer? No, God did not give me cancer. Yeah. What he did was he equipped me with the ability to have it. Correct. Okay, he knew uh, what I could do with it and what he was going to do through me with it. I mean, I, I traveled all over doing public speaking and uh, staying on a stage, which is really not my personality, which I know some of you listen to this probably like, oh, dude, but you're a talker. But it's really out of, I'm kind of a, I'm an extrovert who likes to live as an introvert. Yeah, that's uh, you true. You know, that's just how I am. <clears throat> that's true. Um, but what I knew was it was his purpose. He, he was giving me a platform to change lives. And, and over a three, four year period, we changed a lot of lives. Um, and it ran its course, and then he moves you on to another one. You've you've always said it's changed your life too. Oh, in, I, I in tell I tell people way. I tell people all the time. Uh, from here to California, I if anybody's met me, they've heard this. I have gained more from cancer than it has ever taken from me. Yeah. Which is for a lot of people, they're like, "That's nuts," but it's true. It's true because what I did was I accepted the why. Sometimes your why is not always yours. And as a believer, this why was not mine. I wouldn't have chosen this. You know, I'd still be firefighting. Right. But he chose this why. That's, then guess what? It's my job to be obedient. But it makes life so much easier. Mm -hmm. It makes hearing doubt so much easier. It makes hearing rejection so much easier when you understand that you're doing something for a greater purpose. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's powerful stuff, buddy. No, I mean, that's powerful it, it, stuff. You that's... Know, I'm, people listen to this and they're like, you guys, man, you guys get so passionate about that. Absolutely. I mean, folks, when we talk about why, we talk about vision, we talk about all those things and we talk about our Heavenly Father, that is passion. I don't know how to describe passion any differently. 
So yeah, we do get passionate about it. You know, I don't ever take for granted where I am and what I'm doing. I don't take for granted my family. I know Josh doesn't take for granted, right. you know, himself and his wife and his family and, and visionary meals and all the wonderful things you can do with it. I would just tell people, I don't care what you do every single day. If you actually reevaluated your purpose mm-hmm. and said, I want to whatever I do, I mean, I could be a gas station attendant, I could be a construction, whatever I do, I want to have a positive influence on others. I promise you, you would change. Not only the doubt you project, the doubt that you receive, it mm-hmm. would change. Yeah. It would change. Drastically, drastically. Yeah. And I think the, I think the, one of the best things that was kind of said today in today's show is um, understanding where the doubt's coming from. Evaluate, evaluating the source. Evaluating guys. the source is um, huge. And, and Some people are never going to like you. That's true. They're never going to support you. Yeah. They're never going to get behind you. Yeah. And guys, I, I've heard this a hundred times going through, you know, my walk in entrepreneurship that individuals will tell me, don't, don't always take advice from someone that's never been in your shoes. Absolutely. Right. So don't take criticism or don't adhere to doubt from someone that has maybe never been where, where, where you've been or where you're going. Because at the same time, what do they know? You know what I mean? What, what, who are they to doubt what you are setting out to achieve if they've never even done it themselves? Well, and I was just sharing with you a text that I sent to one of our favorite people, and he's letting some doubt creep in. And, I, and the first yeah. thing I tell him, you got to look at the source, man. Yeah, I mean, exactly. where are you accepting your information Correct. from? Yeah. That, that's, like, that's literally like trying to get your news every day from the tabloids. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, you know, yeah. Elvis is still alive. There's, a, there's another inhabitable planet. Really? Or CNN. You know what I mean? Yeah, or <laughs> CNN. I mean, good God. I mean, you got to really take that source and look at it. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you, don't make an excuse for that either. I, I hear stuff from people that I know despise me. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I still listen. Heck yeah. yeah. I still listen. I'm yeah. like, does this apply? Are right. they right? For sure. And if they're not, they're not. And I move on. But guess what? Even people that hate me sometimes tell me things that are usable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't don't let yourself establish an ego. You know what I mean? It it can it, there's, well, there's a, a fine line. There's and, a fine line between a confidence show, and arrogance. Show for another day, but yeah. um, definitely, you there, like Mark said, there is a fine line of um, someone even if they haven't been. been we in call shoes. that the right side of arrogance, <laughs> right? I like what Mark said. Um, hear hear it all. Don't yeah. just be closed minded. But well, yeah, don't be ignorant. You know, evaluate. Go back and evaluate the source and what was obviously shared with you, um, and that way you can understand kind of what doubt you should or should not be listening to. I, th- I think a great point for people to understand too is, is even when you create this blueprint for your vision and for your why, understand this: it's not a straight line. Mm-mm. It's not a straight line. There are going to be many times you swerve, you go around a curve, you get off track, you get back on track. There's many of those things. Those are all learning moments. Those are all right. those are all moments where guess what it is? It's time to apply corrections. Yeah. What happened? How do I apply it? How do I remain successful? Yeah. So don't go into this thinking it's all going to be one plus one equals two. It doesn't always work out that way. What what it is, though, is you never let your eyesight leave from that ultimate goal. Yeah, that blueprint, baby. That yeah. blueprint's put, th- put there for a reason. And, and every life should have one. You know, I, I, I would hope for everybody. <laughs> yeah, you really should. I mean, we talk about dream boards. We talk about goal setting. We talk yeah. about business plans. Visioneering. Yeah. Andy Stanley, great book. I'm telling you right now, he's, he gives us nothing to show, never even met the guy. Yeah. But if you're wondering about what is my vision or how do I support my vision, read the yeah, book, Visioneering by Andy that. Stanley. Yeah. Highly recommend that. Fantastic book. No, that's good stuff. Mark, Carl Besh, that is an excellent Bresh. story, bro. I knew you'd love it. <laughs> I, I told him a day ago, buddy, I said, uh, I got a great story you're going to love. <laughs> I know. You left me hanging for a minute. Man, yeah. lost his leg, came back with amp. Like, think about, like, I'm just trying to wrap my mind around. Think about someone telling you, we saved your leg, you'll be able to walk, you'll have a limp. No, right. no, cut it off. 
Yeah, no, like what? Seriously. Like yeah. this guy was 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 black, so we, we already talked about um, that time area, the, the race yeah. area and whatnot. And he was in the Navy from 1948 to 1979, so yeah. still very controversial years. And I could I, I could be way south on this, but I would imagine someone someone walking in with an amputee body part um, was almost in a way alienated. Um, today, it's a lot more normalized. Bro I'm, bro, I'm telling you, they're trying, literally, they're trying to retire him. They're like, no, we're putting you out yeah, the pasture. Like, we dude, don't want you you're anymore. You're like, dysfun- not only are you black, but you're dysfunctional yep. now. And this dude says, no, 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 I got this. Like, yeah. doubt me. I dare you. Yeah. That's what he was saying. That's savage. This He's dude the was real, a savage. The real deal, man. Man. I knew you'd love that story. Yeah. A, because we we love all of our our country men and women who are out there fighting for us yeah. and our military services. So I love bringing one of those stories to light. But the story just applies so much. The, what he's yeah. When did he pass? I think I believe he's still alive. Is he still alive? I was kind of trying to do the math real quick. I believe quick. he's Nin- still alive. He would have been. This was 1948. Okay. Yeah. That's I believe cool. he's still alive. So it's uh yeah. Let's I mean bring, it's just we'll a great story. I would love to have <laughs> him on the imagine? show. The That'd stories. I'm telling you, if we did that, it'd be like a a month part series because <laughs> I imagine that man could share some serious wisdom. That's epic. Yeah. yeah, go uh, go out there, guys, and be your Kyle Brashear because your Carl Carl Brashear, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, we all can Master be a Chief bit of Petty him. Officer Carl Brashear. Savage, that's so yeah. cool. Good for him. Yeah, good stuff. Well, Mark, that's all I got for today. Um, I think it's it's truly important, guys, that we just doubt. Like I said, it's we're, it's going to come from every angle. Um, it's it's it will happen your entire life. It will happen. Absolutely, I mean, it will happen your entire life. But you know, there's a good point to all this. Vision and why takes fuel. And I tell you folks, I needed a little fuel before I sat down today. And there's these new protein balls <laughs> by this place called Visionary Meals. And I'm not even a cranberry guy, but it has got like this, I don't know how to say it. It's it's a vanilla protein with mm-hmm. peanut butter and some oats white and some white chocolate. Yeah, yeah. And they're really, really good. I mean, so Visionary Meals keeps launching things that I tell you. Like I said, dude, it's healthy. It fuel I'm I'm not even hungry. No. I only have one. Right. I'm telling you, we're we're out here, and most importantly, guys, we've said it from the beginning. Our customers are are most the most important piece to this business, and our customers spoke, and we listened. We rolled our sleeves up, and we got yeah. to work. We had some customers say, "Hey, I don't like chocolate." I'm like, "I don't know who doesn't like chocolate, but that's okay." Hey, we're here to listen. We milk chocolate, that is. We rolled our sleeves up. We put together for our customers some white chocolate chip energy bites. They got cranberry in them, oats, honey, peanut butter, um, guys. They they seriously, my wife was saying, I think these are be- better than our regular energy bites. Our re- regular energy bites are already like famous across the state of Ohio. That's a fact. They're delicious. Um, and so, they are delicious yeah, too. Yeah. And these are, these are hitting off like no other. So don't think eating healthy lacks flavor because it doesn't. That, no, it does not. And we, we bring every ounce of flavor that we can. It's possible. so good. Yeah. So. 2020 has definitely hit off a bang for Visionary Meals, and we couldn't thank you guys enough for not only supporting this show, but for supporting Visionary Meals. And again, um, Visionary Meals is always here to support you whenever you need it, guys, on that diet, your lifestyle, whatever yeah. it might be. Fuel the vision and the why. That's and there's it. no better place to do it than Visionary Meals. I freaking love it. I love okay. it. Yeah. Well, guys, Deliberately Linked is obviously here on all audio platforms, so check us out. Hit that subscribe button if you have not already, guys. We re- really would appreciate it. And again, we're just here to keep bringing you um, new and exciting things for 2020. And whatever doubt comes our way, guys, we're going to punch it in the mouth. That's I'll right. Tell you that right now. Yep. Good stuff. Deliberately Linked, signing out.